Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 106 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. It's Mary. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I, I was talking into the camera, and just like three times today, I've looked directly into the light, and now I'm seeing <laughs> spots. So we're going to try and keep this going, despite the fact that uh, my I mind is. I don't get been... it. They're not that bright. It, uh, no, the neon lights. The, oh, the, yes, oh. the which are much stronger. Okay, N- not the best thing to do. Well, I was adjusting. I was adjusting the lighting setup. So bad. The uh, bad on my part. Not the best idea. I just oh. want to point out that you are the one who brought the neon lights into the studio. This was a Brett idea specifically. It's. Uh, I'm... I'm staring at one right now, and it still isn't. Stop doing that. that bright. Don't do that. <laughs> I am my own undoing. <laughs> uh, and Mary's apparently. It... She's like, well, I can stare at it too. <laughs> She's like, wait, you guys don't see spots on a regular basis? And... I stare at the sun. Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, we have a guest host. You heard that guest host. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. Yes, you are. Yeah. I don't even know what my actual title is. I'm the head writer or like the lead reporter, I think. Yes. We don't really have business cards at the company, so one we, day gonna I'll need to make out. them. Yeah, I think I should. I think it'd be fun. One day. One day. One day. All right, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We got uh, a bunch of announcements from Sony about new projects coming out. Uh, the internet um, is mad at Chris Pratt again because reasons. And uh, Howard Stern is kind of a doofus, and he proves that in this uh, article that was written about him and uh, his take on Johnny Depp. We got Podluck. We got a bunch of stuff. So if you guys are ready, shall we go? Let's do we it. shall. Okay. I, 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 from now on, I'm going to get confirmation. I'm going to make sure to get uh, consent at every step of going to the next. No, I'm not. I'm just going to go to the next. <laughs> oh, We're that just- joke made me very uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go to the next step. <laughs> I fire you, Brett. Th- thank you. This is workplace harassment. That's exactly what this is. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel confirmed by Sony at CinemaCon. Now, this is um, going to make... Uh, I, I thought it would make Hannah Claire very angry at first. You're doing this? Just no, to bait me. It, it, I wouldn't. It, if I didn't think it was important, it wouldn't be the first subject. It wouldn't be the first topic if we I talk about. Think it's just classic excuses. Just excuses, excuses, excuses I'm on my part. I'm being tortured. Please send help. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who's not. SOS. For anyone who's new to the podcast, I do not like sequels. I'm tired of them. I, I feel don't either. Like, thank you, Mary. I'm on your side. Strong, rational, bright, brilliant Mary. Right. The thing is, like, I <laughs> understand. Well, that was. <laughs> Laying it on thick there to get somebody to agree you with you. Are, she already agreed she with said it. Mm-hmm. I'm rewarding much. her with praise for being correct. Mm-hmm. And you don't get any because you keep making me talk about sequels. I don't understand why Hollywood can't just come up with new ideas. Yeah. Like, that's all they get paid to do. And yet they're like, oh, my gosh, this made money. Let's 
wring its neck and try to squeeze every last drop out of it and by doing so ruin an entire franchise yeah, and concept. thereby degrading the original the, source material the, the every first time the first two ghostbusters movies are iconic and legendary I, and I will see there are some series that do deserve sequels whatever i get it and i actually saw this ghostbusters movie with the like yeah mckenna grace kid. it's fantastic and I thought, you know it's not it is kind of a sequel it's an extension of this universe or the storyline yes. but i thought it was really good i thought it was well done i thought it was fresh yes stop no. stop there stop that's enough we're done we're done we're done we're done we're done we're done that's it well, we're not oh. done. So it says, when Jason Reitman brought Ghostbusters back to theaters in 2021 for Ghostbusters Afterlife, people wondered if there was going to be a one-and-done deal. Uh, I, I wasn't sure. I, I figured if it made enough money, it wouldn't be a one-and-done deal because, like uh, Hannah Claire said... Because we have to ruin good things. Hollywood, we're so greedy for money, we can't possibly profit off a new, fresh idea. Sorry, Brad, I'm really having a hard time with this one see the, the problem is uh if if you have to pick your poison and you either get sequels if you're gonna get sequels either way i would rather get sequels that are good than sequels that suck if i can't get original stuff you what can... if we don't get sequels what if we all stop paying for bad sequels yeah what if we because don't pay taxes is... either that's uh, everybody can dream that's uh, everyone can dream Boo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though the sonic the Hedgehog sequel. Very good. That was good. And yes. I didn't see the first one. I think it's only a good sequel if you can watch it without seeing the first one and be able to like it. That's but an interesting I rubric. doubt that this is one of them. That is more true for when they make a movie adaptation of a, of a TV show. I kind of agree with Mary, but for me, my objection to sequels is that you'll have a really masterfully done movie and they are like, people responded well to it. When... You then think, ah, we could possibly make more money. You try and stretch out something that has come to a natural conclusion, mm -hmm. especially well, like stories that have a strong, uh, movies that have a strong story arc don't always like, yeah, there could be some loose ends, but there's not always enough to make something new. So you have to introduce new concepts and new people. And it just waters down and degrades the whole, the whole production with the sonic series or with you know i don't know obviously lord of the rings is a book that has or a book series with multiple but when you know in advance like i totally believe they did with sonic that you are going to produce multiple movies you lay the groundwork with that from the beginning mm -hmm. so i don't think based on what i saw of this ghostbusters movies there is a need for any more right we got to see kind of a modern role of the ghostbusters today we got to say goodbye to some beloved characters and that's it we're, we're done right i Please? would argue that in the case of this movie you're probably right that especially given the way that they did the the harold ramus tribute at the end which was great which could have been which could have gone horribly wrong and they handled didn't it beautifully. and they handled it beautifully uh, but what they said before was original. One of the original ideas was they wanted this to be like a franchise where there would be Ghostbusters divisions all over the country or the world, which always sounds great in theory. Like, ooh, if it's in this city, it could have unique sensibilities that are unique to this city, but it never ends up that way. It always just ends up being homogenized in just the same place, but with a vaguely different location. Well, and one of the cool things about this was like, Ghostbusters the originals in New York and this one was in Oklahoma which people thought wouldn't work because New York was such a integral part of the right. original and movies. I thought it really they really did a great job I mean I, I feel agree. like we have covered this the Ghostbuster concept now it's all over the world it's national good times yep. I I could suggest to you a hundred million uh, TV shows or books that you could adapt into new movies if we still aren't going to do truly original content. But I, I am just frustrated with the repetitious 
desire to just cannibalize things that are good on their own and try to make them have these sibling movies that they don't need. Uh, to to its credit, keeping Ivan Reitman or uh, Ivan uh, to keep uh, Reitman as the director, uh, Reitman's son as the director, uh, at least lends some credibility that it could come across at least somewhat better than the other ones. But I agree that I don't think it really needs to be made. Uh, I do agree, however, that they're because what they're doing is they're not just expanding this; they're also adding uh, a third Venom movie. That was always going to happen. There was always at least going to be a third Venom movie, I am sure. Uh, but also, we are going to get uh, a new. S- this is my favorite part. Uh, this is a character so obscure that not only had I never heard of this character, but I had to like look up uh, like who he was. And it's a it's a Sony movie announces El Muerto, uh, a Sony spinoff movie starring Bad Bunny, which uh, we we talk a lot about the concept of diversity. And, and believe it or not, diversity exists in more than just uh, black and white in Hollywood. There are whole groups of other people that could could do with representation too. And this is a fantastic example of how they could do this right. Uh, on the surface, this shouldn't work, but it's a hilarious concept. Uh, Bad Bunny is extremely popular uh, right now. Um, and he's a musician. I'm not sure if you... Yeah. He's a musician. He's like a young person TikTok-y thing. Right? Yes. He's got a role... I'm 100 years old and identify as Boom. He had like a cameo in like the last uh, Fast and the Furious movie and he also is going to be featured in the upcoming upcoming Sony movie Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt. Uh, and this is basically a character named El Muerto is Juan Carlos Sanchez. He's like a Mexican lucha libre wrestler who wears a mask kind of like Rey Mysterio does. Uh, and the funny thing is Bad Bunny has professional wrestling experience. He's, That's hilarious. That's great. This is like it's just right on like it's like if they're going to do these characters these i'd rather they do uh, first of all they're not race swapping uh, or tokenizing a character differently they're using something original mm-hmm. uh and it's such an obscure concept that i feel like that's a recipe for success where you're not going in there with uh it's he's only been featured in like three issues so well, i they, don't know if it's a recipe for success if morbius just did yep. so poorly morbius has way more history than than this character does uh and, and more of a connection to uh, he's l- way less obscure le- i mean he's still obscure but not nearly as obscure as, as this character is and to me this is it's such an and not just about morbius is uh how well known he is but the concept of a wrestler turned superhero is hilarious to me and fits right in line with uh, a unique take on these storytelling if you're going to tell different stories i'd rather they be something different than the traditional uh boring superhero origin story do you feel like because he's more obscure he gives like the writers some structure but not too much they're like one of the reasons i always complain is that they take these stories that have uh thousands of stories of canon and in material and then they just throw it out the window so they can tell their story Mm -hmm. when there's less canon material for them to ignore Mm -hmm. then you don't have that automatic bias against the writer for doing their own thing which is like i'm always like okay if you make new characters you don't have to worry about uh about bastardizing this character's canon but this is kind of the best of both worlds it it does exist it does exist within spider-man lore Mm -hmm. but it's so obscure that the average person isn't going to know that they're just going to know that he has connections to spider-man because i'm sure sony will plaster that all over the advertising so that people know is spider-man even going to be part of the movie likely not it will likely be tangentially connected through like like hmm. they did with morbius with like uh posters in the background uh i mean he could be involved but this would down the line we'll have to see where spider-man goes with um 
his relationship with Marvel. Uh, he's allowed to be in the like, like the, basically Marvel leases him, as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. Like they don't own Spider Man. Sony Sony owns Spider Man, uh, and they're not going to give him back. They're also making uh, a Craven the Hunter movie. So all these characters that are uniquely connected more to spider-man than any other character that sony owns the rights to uh i I have more faith in something like this but this story just looks really interesting to me because it's it's so not typical in in this guy who is from what i understand i've heard i've mentioned i've talked to multiple people who know who this dude is because he makes music and he's very culturally relevant right now Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like at first my hesitation was like he's not really an actor but he he is. He's he's got his cameo roles coming out. He he was in Narcos, uh, like the last season of Narcos. Uh, and Marvel is unabashedly hiring people with no acting experience. Uh, the lady in playing Echo, uh, in, in, who played Echo in Hawkeye, uh, was not had. It was literally her first role, uh, on that show. So they're not afraid to do that if they feel like they can pull it off. So we'll, we'll see where this goes. And I, I also saw that Venom 3, they, they talk about where they think Venom will go. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, whether we like it or not, these characters are bankable. Venom makes more money, has made more mo- makes more money. So it, it made better money. The second Venom, I believe, if I recall, had a better overall box office than the first one. Somebody can, I might be wrong about that, but it's still beyond profitable mm-hmm. given the fact that it came out uh, during the end of COVID and still made money at a time when they said no movies were going to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say that it was more profitable than the first one. I could be wrong about that. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk that one back, but still more than enough money has been made to justify making a third one. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, like, what they should look to do in a lot of these franchises, like they're making Thor love and thunder right now, which is like the fourth Thor movie, but people love Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. um, three. And then uh, maybe integrate those characters into like other characters, movies like give uh, Tom Hardy, his three venom movies, and then let him interact with uh, Craven, the hunter in his movie and with El Muerto in his movie. And if they ever do Sony specific Spider-Man movies, you know, they don't need to keep giving him solo movies, start using the name that that character built like they did with Iron Man. That's what they did with Robert Downey Jr. He had his three Iron Man movies, but had like a way more Marvel appearances because people know him as that character. Listening to you talk about this, it blows my mind. The fact that studios are having the calculation where they're like, we can we can have seven different characters in development right now plus the characters we have already established plus characters that just like come and go and interact in movies like it's wild to me what a demand for superhero movies there are i'm i'm really uh i i keep expecting it to start waning because like i'm sick to death of most of them because like like, i'm more more than i'm tired of constant sequels is the multiverse yep because it's the laziest theory the least possible effort that you could put into making something it's the laziest format yeah um i was watching a a, i was listening to a video a youtuber yesterday he talks about uh, how woke all the cbs police dramas have become and he talks about how like he goes every time you want to explain something away you just say it's a task force and it explains like it doesn't explain why there's like a beat cop working with the fbi he's like he's like all you have to say is like it's a task force in the dark web and that explains away like 90 percent of the don't ask any follow-up questions thank you he's like he's like now if you had a task force investigating the dark web you could have like 30 series worth of shows and anything could happen because it's lazy writing yeah i feel similarly about like the term like cartels yeah cartels means anything could happen because anyone could come from anywhere and be connected to anything (laughs) with this one like i i see what you're saying this is cool el muerto i like that they're bringing in a character they're not just race swapping and they're just 
they're they're yeah. using something that's canon, developing something on their it's own. It's fun sounding too. But I do stand by like it blows me away that this guy's being introduced. Morbius did badly. Venom's over here. Other guys over here. I can't name them all because it's really not my like strong suit. Um, th- I mean, Who that's can like even keep up. That, just and, oh, just and in this conversation, I feel like to. we've referenced twelve future movies, which means how often? I mean, you release these movies what once every two months, every three months. At Depends most? on the studio. S- Sony, not so much. Like, but also don't but, forget. Like, there's also like a, it's already like at least a three year like projection of superhero movies i cannot yeah. believe like I, I also saw this tiktok of this guy talking about how he wants to see movies about ordinary people who are just in the mcu yeah for literally no reason that and like so funny there was a tv show <laughs> there was a tv show that only lasted like a season it was it was about people who cleaned up after superhero yeah uh, like it's like every time there's a battle for New York, then you have the cleaning. The, <laughs> I would love to watch who, that show. Yeah, like or, or like you have pitched a couple times. Like we should have a show about like the insurance adjusters yeah. who have to go around and be like, he threw your car where? <laughs> that would uh, be hilarious. I there was, be so there was a movie called like Powerless Powers, or something yeah. with Vanessa Hudgens in it, and I think that did terribly. Yeah, but, but it's not like I feel like you could do this. As, to like, me, it's a, just like, can we just not? Be in the MCU? Can we just like see a story about? And these aren't. That's like that could actually these happen aren't MCU. in real life. Brett's giving you these the aren't even MCU movies. That's the other or thing. Like, that, just, what's the other one? Uh, this is Spider Verse, which is Sony. Um, yes. just, just all just like multiverses, and, all just, verses. It is lazy. Can we just watch stories that could conceivably happen in the real world? Maybe that's why DC. That's what I, I think. It's stupid that DC keeps trying <laughs> to do their own. You know, the, uh, uh, the actual the multiverse was actually a concept that was developed was designed by DC before Marvel ever used mm-hmm. it in the comics and dc keeps trying to do their own version of an extended universe i'm like you guys have better villains anyways just tell good individual stories yeah. uh, and that's all you need to do but that's not you know it's corporate synergy they need branding across multi-platform have you we haven't even mentioned into the spider-verse which is uh animate which is a uh, cgi animated spider-man miles morales there's, there's story so there's much. so there's too but much the thing is, like i am just it's too much for me i'm not into it i respect that people are it's it's not a question of like me being against it it's just not my thing and mm-hmm. i feel like i'm so far behind that i'll never catch up at this point um have you ever seen the movie mall rats yes the kevin smith movie yes i oh that was a fantastic reference. yeah and thank you what is that about we'll have to watch it it's about these guys who hang out at the mall and it's like it was the, it was the 90s okay, okay. amazing time if you haven't seen clerks or mall rats yes. you haven't okay lived so yet. he made this movie called clerks which was great and there's a couple others and they're all part of kevin smith the director's askewniverse <laughs> where like these characters will reference stuff that's happening but in like really oblique ways uh yeah jay and silent bob are referenced all over they, yeah there are these recurring characters which yeah. um <laughs> Kevin Smith plays one of them. He's the director. They appear in all of the movies, and as far in, as I know. And in one of the Scream movies. Yeah, I mean, it's great. And they'll they'll be like, oh, they'll reference like this one girl who like drowned in a pool, which sounds morbid, but it's like as if in their small town, everyone kind of knows about this one thing. And it'll like impact different characters and different movies in different ways, but they're all sort of talking about it. Hmm. And I actually think that kind of universe style of movie is actually very fun and very cool the movies really don't have anything to do with each other other than they're sort of in his kevin smith's wheelhouse and repertoire i think it's really fun the marvel way is so overproduced and it doesn't have that kind of quirky indie charm that like 
I like about that one. I understand where like they've invested so much money in these characters. You don't want to just retire them because you've already paid a lot of money for all of that. And when they're and these actors are signing on for multi contract deals, right? That they're, I, they're basically locked down for a, a long ha- period. They have of to time. reuse it, but like it's just to me like again, like we mentioned with the cop shows, it's like. Oh well, because of the multiverse, because this thing, they I could just pull them out of anywhere. It's like, a task it force. Have this sort of artful weaving that I would of like creativity everywhere. Yep. Yeah, the task force investigating the dark web. Uh, oh, I, oh, the MCU. Well, li- listen to this <laughs> that description. That guy's full of magic. At the, the one that benedict cumberbatch plays so anything could happen because he does weird stuff well and they did that in stages where like they invent first it was uh it was first it was mutants then it was inhumans then it's magic yeah so but listen to this description and then we'll move on it says el muerto aka juan carlos sanchez is a super-powered mexican luchador wrestler who wears a magical mask that has been passed down in his family but juan carlos is reluctant and too scared to take part in the ritual involving having to fight el dorado to prove his worth and courage for the mask so El Dorado demands the life of Juan Carlos, but Juan Carlos's father intervenes only to get killed by El Dorado, who in turn, due to his father's journey, gives Juan Carlos an extra 10 years to train. Long story short, Juan Carlos eventually challenges Spider-Man to a wrestling match, and then it puts in parentheses, seriously, that happened, <laughs> uh, where the two wrestle, but Spider-Man accidentally sticks Juan Carlos with a stinger that knocks Juan Carlos out. At the hospital, El Dorado shows up and wants Juan Carlos dead, but Juan Carlos didn't successfully unmask Spider-Man which leads to a battle between Spidey and El Dorado. I think that sounds hilariously fascinating. I would watch that. Uh, But you would watch the Spider-Verse anyways because you like the Spider-Verse. Not really. I mean, I I watch them because they're kind of interesting, but the the characters are very like, you know the story before you hear it. This is not a story I've ever heard before. Yeah, that's true. It it seems more like a coming of age, uh, you know, rising to your uh, potential story than anything else. Uh, It could be... All right. It could be all right. I, I appreciate that be. they are not tearing apart a character that exists and has canon and yes. has established. I do love what they're doing with that. I think that's cool. I think it's funny that they have this guy who's like trendy right now and also somehow connected to pro wrestling playing him like all good things. I just, you know, I side with Mary on this one. Like I'm a little bit overwhelmed and mm-hmm. over to, over with the multiverse. The multiverse is absolutely a concept that that is hilariously like turned us like a batch of lazy writers that use it as a crutch for sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, Chris Pratt would never happen in the 90s. (laughs) It wouldn't have. It would have been Kevin Smith in charge of the multiverse from now on. No, 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 no. He ruined he ruined He-Man. So we're Mm, we're not doing that. I see what you mean. He ruined He-Man. So uh, Chris Pratt is once again in trouble because. It's crisp. It's it's a day that ends in week, and it's Twitter. So I feel like once a year they have to be mad at, at Chris Pratt, and I'm pretty sure this is actually old news. No, this is new old news because he came. The Thor: Love and Thunder trailer came out, and anytime these people, because these people are children, but it's still old. These people are children. Well, this is about but there's the campaign of hate is new. No, the campaign of hate is old. James Gunn defending him vociferously. Explain this to the listeners. Huh? Yes. So basically, uh, for quite a long time, Chris Pratt has been extremely hated by randos on Twitter because he could possibly, maybe, sort of, for the for gosh sakes christian male (gasps) conservative possibly sort of but nobody knows for sure because he doesn't care and he doesn't talk about it uh and for that twitter says 
you know, to the gulag Isn't with you. the I idea would... of getting him replaced a new thing? No, no, they've been trying to get him replaced for as Star-Lord forever. With uh, Patrick Wilson? That part is new, I believe. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, he does talk about being religious, but like in his private, like on his personal channels, not like while he's promoting movies or like... No. And which I respect. Like I don't think he should have to be ashamed of it. No, if you are Christian or religious at all, you should totally feel free to talk about it. But I get that. Like but you're like the bad guy. No, it's it's in their eyes. so crazy that like he. It's pick is, and choose. It's also like not. It's old news. He has been like an open Christian since he got his start on Parks and Rec. Yep. Like this is not brand new, and this. So something that comes up during this is like people are like he goes to a homophobic church. He doesn't go to that church anymore either. Also, even if he did, it's like why does like, he have to answer for his church or because these people hate him. other he, people who go to it. But the, what I care about the story is that James Gunn's defending him, mm-hmm. and what I That's found sort is of that the, the new twist, the, the, James Gunn is defending him. Guardians of the Galaxy cast is extremely tight knit. Yeah, because uh, Chris when, Pratt has come to James Gunn's defense. Before, as right? did yeah, as did Dave Bautista when when James Gunn got fired from doing Guardians of the Galaxy three because he made some very very spicy questionable. <laughs> Um, rather uncomfortable tweets back in the day when he was more of a provocateur. Uh, uh, and they fired him for it. Wait, what did he say? Uh, it, they were jokes about kids that are... I remember that. Yes, uh, they were, yeah, this, they were this very trash in my eyes now. They were very tasteless jokes. Uh, but the, the idea was that uh, uh, Dave Batista is like, look, you know, like he made jokes. They were not good jokes, but this guy, like we love this guy. He's our director. All these people are very close. And in an industry where they are very quick to cannibalize one another and throw each other under the bus at the at any given hint of controversy, because God forbid uh, you can ever be, um, you know, stand by someone who uh, isn't seen as perfect in the, in the public's eyes. Uh, this group of people seems to be uniquely uh, tight knit. Well, and I would say that in my complete anecdotal experience, it seems like shows that Chris Pratt is on or projects that he's on do tend to have this very close-knit vibe. I remember him being, I mean, this is like famously true of the Parks and Recs cast. They they were all very close, had a really good time doing it. They were on a long-running series together. Um... And then also Jurassic World was that yep, the one he he's did? on. He's With, he's got um, new Jurassic what's World her coming name? out. The redhead. Um. Uh. Not Brooke. Br- Bryce. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Uh. I remember him doing interviews with her during their press junket and t- them talking about how like their kids had become best friends and like you never hear anybody having anything bad to say about him that isn't a no. weirdo on Twitter and, and that's but it's like it sucks that we're in a world where like now that uh, Elon Musk owns Twitter but still somehow. This guy gets like it from like the director shouldn't even have to defend him. It shouldn't be considered uh, a threat to his career because weirdos on Twitter think he's a bad person because maybe reasons. Mm-hmm. So it says uh, the woke days on Twitter are numbered thanks to Elon Musk. And now James Gunn shuts down a woke Marvel's fan who wants Chris Pratt canceled. They, by the way, Mary, they spelled canceled with one L. So don't care. It still deserves another L. Uh, Mary is not a fan of canceled with one L. Uh, Why? It just looks wrong. 
I get you. Okay. <laughs> uh, and replaced because the of the actor's conservative values. I would even say uh, perceived conservative values because I, I don't really think that there's anything that supports he's the idea. He's never affiliated also, with any political party no. or vote like openly said that he's voting for any per- certain But if you're person. Christian, you have to be conservative and that means you have to be bad. And he, uh, and he, yeah. wore, a, and he wore a Gadsden flag shirt once, so he's evil. Uh, it says, uh, for what? Uh, because uh, So he says, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn caught wind of the tweet and blasted the the Twitter user offering Chris Pratt will never be replaced as Star-Lord. It says, but this guy's tweet says this. It says, uh, a Twitter user who who includes non-binary pronouns and advocates the abolishment of the police. Uh, that's just to put you in perspective of like where this person sits on the spectrum. Uh, tweeted an image of Chris Pratt and, Chris, and Patrick Wilson demanding, Marvel, hear me out. Just replace him. And then James Gunn says, for what? Because of your made up, utterly false beliefs about him? For something that someone else told you about him that's not true? Chris Pratt would never be, would never be replaced as Star Wars, as Star-Lord, but if he ever was, we would all be going with him, tweeted Gunn. Uh, it's also learned that James Gunn had Thor Love and Thunder changed as Gunn tweeted his request things in the movie be adjusted, and Gunn also teased his Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is coming up on Disney+, Plus, all of which will include Chris Pratt. So basically what they have to do is every time he has a new project, coming out now i talked about this yesterday or the day before when i said these studios have to you know if you're doing market analysis like what is the um cost benefit of having this person involved in this project they have to do that with gal gadot when it comes to international box office gadot sorry gal gadot uh uh you know there's countries where her movies people who don't like Israel or the IDF have an issue with her. Yes, so so they have to make a like an adjustment. You know, is having her name in this movie worth enough here, where she will be allowed to be on screen? Is it worth having this movie banned in this country, where her service in the IDF? Uh, causes a problem and means that this country will not play her movies. You're just drawing more attention to it than it ever had in the first place. Like I don't think people in those countries would even know if you didn't mention it. Yeah, a big deal. So, so every time Chris Pratt gets a role, these studios have to look at you know the the sum amount of money his movies have brought in, which is quite a bit. If you look between, uh, I mean, he Parks and Rec was very successful, although not solely because of him jurassic world he was a breakout character he was yes. supposed to be on for like three episodes i think and yeah. then he became a series regular yep and and then jurassic world has been extremely successful guardians of the galaxy has been extremely successful though many could argue that you know anything marvel related is going to be at least somewhat successful either way um that we were just i was just talking i to wish some, that weren't a given if, if it was yeah you have to figure out how much of it is because of him but in general people like him the the tomorrow war which was like an utterly boring uh amazon prime movie got a decent amount of traction because he's such a well-liked guy so he's clearly worth the money to spend on him but i do appreciate and i do feel like tweets like guns are kind of a sign of the uh of the pendulum swinging in in the in the more savvy celebrities now don't uh, don't mistake me saying that they're uh saying the right things to mean that to make me make you think that i actually believe that they care or mean it i think that the savviest celebrities are going to catch on early that the socio-political pendulum is swinging back the other way and they want to be firmly attached to it as it does i don't think that james gunn is wrong about chris pratt i I mean, if everybody you personally know has something positive to say about you, then that's all that anybody needs to know, right? But I think that James Gunn is kind of the last person anyone wants defending them. At least, like, that's the way I see it. If you said, like, 
indecent, like gross things about children, that's kind of the line. He was, yeah. Not he, in Hollywood, but in the normal world, that's yeah, kind of the line. James Gunn is a weird character because like he has recovered from that. And it's like they, didn't they put him on like. Uh, no, they they fired him. They fired him. There, my friend. They fired him and then immediately gave him a movie that like they didn't think was going to do well anyways. Different right? studio did that. To him, though, to the uh, same director. D- Disney fired him from Guardians okay. of the Galaxy three. DC immediately scooped him up, ha- had him do the Suicide Squad, and Which then Peacemaker. They did not think would do super. I mean, like they gave him a low key project to like sort of put him on the back burner, let his reputation heal, Just and then let they brought everyone him back. memory hole what he said. Which it's is just, sad because that movie was fantastic. It's. I mean, like I can't. I don't know. I, at this point in time, I don't remember what his tweet said. I think they I, were, I just they remember were it was very. I remember it was disgusting. very vulgar. I like don't necessarily think he is someone I would want to hold up. And that's the thing. Like, ew, he was provocative. He was. It was a joke. Like, it, was it doesn't matter to yeah. me. Like, even if it was that. That's like being like, oh well. Like at the time, it was trendy to say racist things, so we all did it. Like mm. that. That doesn't actually make it okay. Like you have to give your own personal judge- judgment for that. Even then, um, like that doesn't even approach. But like pedophilia type of right, comments. and like especially from someone in Hollywood, like th- that's not even a laughing matter right. anymore. Right, and it's like just real. But I think that like people really believe in him as a director, and that does give him, whether I like it or not, like a level of invincibility. Right. People want him to direct this movie. So like, while he may not be the person I would want defending my character, I do think that like him being like, "We will walk if we had to replace Chris Pratt," mm-hmm. is extremely powerful because he is like the director. Whether we want yeah. him to be or not, he is the the desired director for so this movie. So perhaps the next time a director with far less um, baggage says that about their lead star who's get, who's under fire for something stupid, um, you would hope that that director who you have less, of tr- who we'd have less trouble supporting that action from would stand up in the same way and yeah. start yeah, kind maybe of... I would for the next person along yes. to yeah. have the gumption to say I would something love for this, sad as that is. Yeah, yeah that's I would what I'm love for this to be like something that we now expect from casts and crews in Hollywood, right? Not to just and throw people under the bus. Not to throw people under the bus and to stand by people they believe in, but and it's not not to be too like specific about it, but like specifically open Christian and conservative yeah. actors. Because I think it's really easy for directors and studios right now to stand by people who fall on the LGBTQ spectrum or something else because Hollywood wants you to. This is harder because it goes against the narrative that is popular. These are people they don't necessarily want to see be successful. And I'm not trying to be conspiratorial about it, but like I do think that if an actor has done well and has treated people respectfully as Chris Pratt appears to always have done, like there is no reason to try and cancel him because he's of a religion that you don't like. The thing is, it's not even a canceling because wouldn't you think like part of the formula of a cancellation is at least the appearance of an offense of some kind, like a comment. Well, he, like he that says, action. okay, so so it says, did, so after he says that, right, then he says, uh, this person says, did you forget, this is my favorite one out of all of them, <laughs> uh, did you forget his own Instagram post praising his wife for giving him a healthy daughter and the fact that his church is anti-LGBTQ and he defends them because they helped him through his divorce? Uh, first of all, his church is not that. 
but also I love the idea that because, because his first wife, uh, their fr- their son, and like his first wife uh, and their first child had spent, uh, had serious medical issues. Uh, spent like several, I think several months in the NICU. Yes. Which is scary. So this is the definition of like reading into uh, something what you want. Like you already I, hate this guy. So anything he says. That, did you forget? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, yes, because no, I no have my forgot, own life. No one let me forget, actually. See, I'd be like, it doesn't matter to me. So why would I remember that information? The thing right. is, like, I remember. I remember when he did this and the first thing the headline came out praises new wife Catherine Schwarzenegger dig at old wife and it's like I think everyone is happy that his baby is healthy no one thinks that anyone did anything on purpose to make his first child sick you know like that is just what happened here here's one of his more evil Instagram posts <clears throat> or no I'm sorry Twitter posts <clears throat> I would be lost without you. Cheers to the funny, smart, tough, nurturing, loving, patient, wise, compassionate, hardworking, real, raw, and whole women in my life. Celebrating you today and always. Thank you. Hashtag International Women's Day. Wasn't that started by socialists? Didn't that, you teach me that? Y- yes. Um, it yes, it yes. was. Uh, oh, International so that women. is evil. He yeah. shouldn't promote socialism. So it's very commie of him to do that. <laughs> uh, so that was clearly evil. Here's a picture of him. Um, with a with a T-shirt that says uh, a very evil phrase. It says the spread the word inclusion. So these people are clearly anti-inclusion uh, because if he believes in that, yeah. they hate him so much. He's just using reverse psychology. Yes. Right? So it says, uh, join me in supporting champions for change with pledge to include in Special Olympics. So he, he supports the Special Olympics. That clearly makes him evil as well, according mm-hmm. to these people. Um, and then this is the most evil of all. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cross, which is, you know, very, very well, He doesn't evil. actually specifically mention Jesus or God or like Christianity. He says because he is great, which is the Could most be anybody. Could be the guy who, who, who carved that cross. But again, like, it's not like he's <laughs> raining down brimstone over here. No, it, it is not. So I, I just, I get a huge kick out of just how much these people, I, I just can't, uh, okay, here's what it says. The weird thing about all the media regarding Chris Pratt and Hillsong Church is that it's built on a falsehood i am so grateful for chris's bold faith in jesus uh but he is not uh now nor has he ever been a member of hillsong church so he was never a member in the and the other celebrities who were at that church where it was like bono justin bieber the, uh, kardashians. the kardashians all these people who do not for some reason listen it's selective enforcement at its at its most advanced uh and i just I support the fact that they're sticking by this dude because uh, the people are dumb and Twitter is dumb and I don't care if Elon Musk bought it. Twitter is still going to be dumb. Uh, idiots. Chris Pratt is evil and we hate him. James Gunn. I know the guy after working with him many times in the church he goes to. Y'all are pushing false info. Idiots. F you. We know him better than you. And that's kind of the crux of it, right? They, they, they don't care if you actually know this person and can vouch for your character because their assumptions about him, including like him complimenting one wife meaning that it must mean that he's uh insulting another wife uh they they clearly know him better which just comes off as projection to me it's just so strange and that's like one of the objectives of cancel culture is um you can't even trust your own evaluation of a person that you know personally that- like all everything is fake like even and you have to comply with the group yeah, consensus yeah. like he may have always been nice to you but actually he's terrible and bad so you yeah. really can't believe that he's good because i know that he's terrible and bad that's like, that's yeah. what happened to me sense. that happened to me like a friend of mine of 20 years who who like sent me a message uh like of like a 12 page message uh regarding stuff he thought about me uh and none of it was true like he's like i know who you voted for and this <laughs> that. and like it was you know all because i made a post like uh 
it was like it was like an Instagram graphic that said like uh, if you feel like you have to keep your opinions to yourself around your friends are they really your friends at all which is about it could mean anything and it certainly wasn't what I was referring to in whatever he was talking about so he read into what he thought that meant and then sent me this really long message and I'm like so 20 years of friendship and you're basically telling me that you can't even trust your own evaluation of who I am as a person that's terrifying I have tons of friends who do not fall in alignment with me politically who I respect their opinions we differ and I would not want to evaluate my friendship based on like external details right like if they contribute to my life intellectually if they have been there for me you know I've been able to support them if I have positive memories with them if they treat me with respect when we disagree like that is still friendship worth having I don't think that like this idea that you know you should avoid someone because their reputation is bad even though you know better is like healthy at all it just pushes people in opposite directions and makes them run to people who are they think only like them which is actually not healthy no it's the opposite of healthy and that and i do think that that's where things are going is it pushes you away from it pushes you towards people who just happen who you happen to agree with on certain things uh but disregards all the other aspects of friendship that don't necessarily fall in line with that that aspect of what it means to uh, you know have a social relationship with a person Uh, i do love this though it says why was chris pratt wearing a gadsden flag (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Avengers star sparks conservative uh, gets conservative support after t-shirt sparks controversy. I like how they're asking the question like maybe he didn't know what it means. And <laughs> they're like, why was he doing that? It's a cool snake. That's a cool looking snake on that shirt. <laughs> and I love flags. Uh, and then there's like there's whole articles. This is an article from last year. Why does the internet hate Chris <laughs> Pratt? And this comes up every time they're like, Chris Pratt is the worst Hollywood Chris. Uh, so they and then but I, there was this great paragraph at the end that I thought was hilarious that it says uh, a Karen North a clinical professor of communications at USC notes that people are often motivated to share shocking information because you feel like a thought leader North also said that the latest round of unfounded attacks against Chris Pratt were likely due to confirmation bias against him due to his perceived conservative and religious values I do love that there's like professors at universities that are weighing in on this but also like I looked I got up, my degree in communications. It sounds like a weird field, but it's really fun. It's uh well this lady clearly agrees and she maybe she's on a podcast right now talking about it. Karen, <laughs> come on our show. I, I do love like I, I went and I had to remind myself what the this was in regards to the Chris Pratt fake tweets that came out. Do you remember this? There was fake tweets, like doctored tweets about stuff that he supposedly said that mm. were proven to be false. And I can't even put the stuff that was written on the screen because of how vile they were and i'm not going to repeat them but they so that's how far they went they went so far as to make fake tweets about a guy because that's the craziest part because then you really like you formulated that in your own mind Mm -hmm. you're just exposing yourself at that point yep so it uh, it boggles my mind that this has to continue to be a debate. But Chris Pratt is uh, he's going to continue to apparently be a lightning rod for uh, Twitter uh, Twitter problems. The most forever. boring lightning rod of all time. He's like a dad who's <laughs> married. He's yeah. got like he's uh, he has two kids, expecting another. He does some movies <laughs> like boring. I just he's picture like, him. He has the equivalent a- of like a banana nut muffin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is as a person. Yeah. He has like a good family and a farm. And then occasionally he does things to help other people. Like, (laughs) what do you want? 
I'm picturing him like every time this happens, he goes, why are they doing this to me? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do anything. What did I do wrong? I feel like he looks at his phone. And he's like, huh? Oh, that's unpleasant. And he just puts it down and then like goes for a hike. Yeah. He's like, I don't Tends remember. Tends to his sheep, reads with reads to his kids, like just does normal dad stuff. He just happens to kind of be this actor who's like in trouble for being conservative <laughs> in a field that people don't want conservatives in. Every time he just looks at him. Hmm. His publicist is just like, don't worry about it, Chris. <laughs> He's He proves the power of just not talking about it. Uh, right. You sent me you sent me an article earlier that I was we were going to cover uh, an article about Mr. Beast that was just mm -hmm. it was so long. And I told so, you beforehand. It, it was so long uh and he he has there's a section in there where he talks about controversies about things he may or may not have said in the past he goes yeah i just don't talk about it i just let it he's like i just let it blow over mm -hmm. he's like people have short attention spans yeah rolling stone just did this big profile of mr beast talking about sort of how money influences oh. his channel because he's obviously gotten really famous for like giving away lots of money but then also that makes him lots of money and sort of what goes on behind that um and i think probably similarly to a lot of Hollywood celebrities, this idea that like you have to respond to everything, like it's actually not worth it in this world. And I think in some ways that's like what- It's detrimental. It makes the situation worse every single and time. And I think in some ways YouTubers might be more, it's hard to tell. Some YouTubers, because they're on their own, are sort of more reactive and have access to their own Twitter accounts and can shoot off these off the cuff remarks. Maybe in Hollywood when you have to go through your publicist or PR agent, like it can cool you a little bit. On the other hand, like it really is a, to me, it seems like uh, a, dis a character decision. And like, I feel like Chris Pratt and similarly, Mr. Beast, like kind of know what they're about. And you know, if the internet hates them, it's not really something that matters to them because nope. they have life and validation outside like, of If that. you're a grounded person, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grow and learn. That, <laughs> like, that, it's, and, and not to mention that that's the funniest the part about it. growing and learning? I will shrink uh, and forget. Shrinking and forgetting. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> Brett's giving me this look. Like he just does not know what to do with me today. I, uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle is the same way. Dave Chappelle, like, last week... Shrink and forget, man. Every time they, they, they get mad at Dave Chappelle, he goes, blah, 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 whatever I'm supposed to say, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then ignores it because he knows that... He, in fun fact, no apology in the history of apologies on Twitter has ever actually worked. Uh, documented it's fact. It's just a concession at that point. Yes. Like all the the hate crowd wants to see is that you concede their point. Yep. That they have gotten you to react. It's like if you have an ex who you have a rough breakup with and then they keep coming up with reasons to stay in contact with you. Like eventually you just have to stop responding because they're going to choose how they behave anyways. And if you feel like they're demanding your attention disrespectfully, like responding to them just makes them do it more. So yep. every time anyone concedes to these sort of like, you have to change whatever, like you fuel this fire. Yep. Cancel culture is the bitter ex-girlfriend of the entertainment <laughs> Or bitter ex-boyfriend. Let's not like just... Yeah, this or bitter ex-boyfriend. It's uh, or And since um, Piers Morgan fancies himself <laughs> cancel culture Jesus now. Uh, <laughs> no, but all right. We're still utilizing that, by the way. We're going to keep re referencing Pierce Morgan and Cancel Culture Jesus. <laughs> Maybe he'll change his show name to that because that would be better. That also, would... Shrink and Forget. Shrink yes. and Forget. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> All right. Howard Stern. Howard Stern is in the news. Uh, guess, I didn't even know Howard Stern was still around, he apparently. Around, we about to say alive but, for some uh, reason. But Howard Stern uh, blasts Johnny Depp in scathing rant. <laughs> Says he's overacting at libel trial. Now, to be fair, 
I mean, Johnny uh, 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 Johnny Depp has been known to overact in a movie or two in his day. Disclaimer to anyone listening: Brett is a supporter of Amber Heard I am in the libel channel. I am a and huge. Mary and I want justice for Amber Heard. Yep, that's what he wants. He won't admit it, but he is <laughs> totally on Amber Heard's side. I just want everyone to know. Sip. He refused to talk about this trial for a little while because he loves re- Amber Heard. I refuse <laughs> to talk about it because what does she so do many, to you men? I just don't get it. So many <laughs> other people were covering it so uh-huh. eloquently. Uh huh. Um, I. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to make a joke that can be clipped and taken out of context. <laughs> Did you guys already talk about the Milani color? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. Yep. We, we covered. See, I covered. I, uh, I just covered. I got to make sure because as I know, as you know, I I totally believe you're a hundred percent on Amber Heard's side. <laughs> Howard Stern thinks Johnny Depp is a huge narcissist for televising his defamation trial against Amber Heard. Does he have a say in whether it's televised or not? Yeah, Do, I don't think they so. can. Re- they can. Uh, request like it's usually up to the judge so like they could say like we're open to it being televised i don't know that they could be like we want it on tv but it really it would come down to the judge to be like i don't want the media in our courtroom and this judge clearly thought it would be okay so so i, I like the idea that the judge is just a huge depth fan and like has like pirates of the caribbean memorabilia i feel in like office. the judge is like okay this is my chance to become the next judge judy He's yeah i televise this one i'll have some good quips and then i'll land a tv show it's like when people go <laughs> on to reality dating tv shows to then like become an influencer yep so it says howard Sturm has condemned johnny depp's behavior during his ongoing defamation trial calling him quote a huge narcissist. Depp has sued ex-wife Amber Heard for $50 million. We know all this. He says, popular radio host Howard Stern recently slammed Depp for televising the trial and trying to charm the pants off America. Because, you know what? Standing up for yourself and believing that you've been defamed and then taking somebody to court because of that uh, defamation, that's just that's just wrong. Okay, but to be fair, Howard Stern is saying that both of them are doing the same thing. They're trying to charm their way... Yes, out of which it, they a, are a real They're explanation of events. You I know feel what like I mean? they are trying to sway the jury and be charming, but that doesn't make some of the that's kind of just who they real. are also, as, as people. Like, that's the nature that's of their being job. in court. I think no one goes on trial and is like, well, yeah, and I'm going like, to be rude. You're trying too hard I'm, to be convincing. What's your problem? I'm going to be million dollars are on the line. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be standoffish and distant because I'm just going to be true to myself, even if a hundred million dollars. I'm going to shrink and forget and make sure you guys know I hate it here. It appears that Stern isn't a fan of Depp's talking style and his constant quips while testifying either. Quote, uh, and I'll pay and I'll play you some of the clips from Johnny Depp's trial. Stern told co-host Robin Quivers, if he isn't acting, I mean, he's so overacting because he's writing his own material as he goes along. You know, I, j- I got to tell you, he's wrong. He shouldn't be putting this on TV in any shape. So again, I ask, is it his choice to be on TV? Uh, it says the reason he wanted on, he wanted it televised because that's what narcissists do. They think they can talk their way out of anything. I think Johnny Depp is a huge narcissist, and by that I mean, and but and I mean that, and I mean by that is what I mean by that is he figured I'll put this on TV, and because I'm so persuasive, and because I'm so smart, I'm such a wonderful guy. Her words have been far more damning to me than anything and he has herself. said. Yeah, she has like, I mean, she lied on the stand about the makeup concealer. Like yep. it's wild she is hurting herself so badly i would say that if i were johnny depp everything that happened with his divorce was uh settled away out of public eye and she really spun the narrative as we know he lost a lot of contracts he was uh taken out of movies like he was really hurt when things were done secretly so i would understand and sympathize with 
hey, we're doing it again, so I want everyone to see what's going on. This isn't about the money to him. This is about clearing his name. Clearing his name. It has and nothing to do with the money. He wanted to protect his children. He didn't want his high school age children going through school with people being like, oh yeah, your dad's a crazy abuser, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out, I saw this thing recently that was like, all the brands that left Johnny Depp behind, Dior. Dior is the only one that stood by him. So if you have to buy someone a luxury gift, I recommend Dior right now. We'll Perfect. Keep that in mind. Yeah. I, 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 I don't endorse everything they do. I'm sure that someone's going to be like, well, did you know? Did you don't, know that Dior has Did you slaves? forget that Dior did this thing? I, I don't know. But I like I like that one thing they did. So, so it says, you. this is an, an article from the Daily Mail. It says, you've taken everything from me. He you does, want my blood? Take it. Court hears Johnny Depp begging Amber Heard to cut him with a knife in her dramatic, uh, in dramatic audio for domestic abuse allegations that tarnished his acting career. Wait, can I jump back to the Howard Stern thing? Yes. He did say this one thing, which I understand. He's like, and the accent. First of all, isn't he from like the south of the Midwest? Johnny Depp was born in Kentucky. Does that guy sound like he's from Kentucky? And I will say, what does the accent sound just like? Just the way he talks. I was very surprised. I had to. I was listening to him in court, and I was like, "Where is he from?" I had no idea he was from Kentucky. He does kind of have a slight British tone to his, but like British. It's like uh, it's like um, Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson Whatever. sounds. He has a great voice, and if that was an American accent that was regional, I would be happy to move to wherever that region was. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard had an emotional meeting two months after he, she filed for divorce in a restraining order uh, in which she asked her to cut him with a knife. The court was played uh, was played the audio where they heard Depp tell Heard, you've taken everything from me. You want my blood? Take it. Depp told the court that he told her to cut him because his blood was the only thing she didn't have. The court also heard a tearful phone conversation between Depp and Heard after the divorce in which she challenged him about his claims that she had beaten him up. And she says, quote, Tell the world I, Johnny Depp, a man and the de- a victim of domestic violence and see how many people believe you were side with you. I want to point out again that she is a international spokesperson for domestic violence. Is she really? Yes. Like with a formal organization? With, with, yes. Did you say it was like the, the ACLU it, or like, something? So this is a, champ, uh, a cause that she champions. If that's not enough, to, if all he gets to keep is Dior, can she at least lose the domestic violence partnership? Would be when it's proof that at the very least she committed it. In maybe he did too, but she definitely did abuse him. It says Depp is uh, okay. Then they go into that what he's suing for. It says uh, the hundred million dollar defamation trial between the exes has the, uh, the dramatic meeting happened at a hotel in San Francisco in 2016. Uh, by the by the point Depp's reputation has been shredded by Heard's claims, and that's the thing to me. It's like all she had to do was write an article so i i don't blame him for wanting to put this on tv uh and i i also think it's funny hearing heard uh, or heard hearing stern talk about this because all i had to do was uh find this old article that's uh, that i had seen a while ago and this is from april of last year and says 13 times howard stern uh, 13 howard stern moments that weren't okay when they happened and aren't okay now and there was a very specific one that i thought was uh oh yes when he spoke to rose mcgowan about her break up with marilyn manson and then twisted her words and talked shit to her to marilyn to to marilyn manson when he uh when he asked sarah michelle geller how hairy her um nether regions were so he he was always a provocative Can you not use the anatomically correct word for that on youtube i have no idea um when he pushed That's Scott, just biology to be fair when he pushed Scott Wheeland of Stone Temple Pilots to describe the sexual abuse he experienced as a teenager, when he objectified the shit out of Heather Locklear and constantly talked about having sex with her. Uh, the, what was funny about these articles, they talk about how he was like, 
I'm he kind of gave the stereotypical apologies like oh, I used to be very provocative and I'm just trying to do better. He he literally used like the I'm going to do was better. Was he trying to learn and grow? He was trying to learn. He didn't want to shrink and forget. He wanted to learn and grow. <laughs> Uh, when he body shamed Anna Nicole Smith. Uh, so so these people, it's always glass stones. Uh, you know, it's always glass houses with stones. I think stones. he just wants to have glass. That's even better. <laughs> um, but I just realized that this uh, knife in that he was talking about in the recording mm -hmm. was a gift from Herd. And, and the inscription on it, I didn't read that before. It says, what does it say? It says, until death in Spanish. Oh, man. These people are crazy. And then XO Slim, which is which was her uh, nickname that he gave her. I had a knife in my pocket. I took the knife out and said, here, cut me. See, when I first read this, I thought they were framing it as like, but he said these words. This was his own testimony to her, uh, you know, to the courtroom. It says, everything had been taken from me. My childhood couldn't, uh, couldn't escape the fact that all this had gone down. Asked why he was threatening to hurt himself. Depp said, I thought Miss Heard had brought me to San Francisco. It was clear under false pretenses. I didn't, I don't know what she was, I don't know what she was after. I had a knife in my pocket. I took the knife out and said, here, cut me. Recounting the conversation, Depp said, this is what you want to do. You've taken everything from me. You want my blood? Take it. Like, this is like, I can literally picture this scene in a movie which is sad, like you can picture them yeah. acting this scene out. It's very, it's also, very dramatic. Uh, we were speculating who was the person recording it. And I, I bet that it was Amber Heard because she was, she was trying to do recording her, a lot. Yeah, she was recording other things, but she also was like acting way more like stoic. And I don't think that he would want to be portrayed in that light. Yeah. But now that he is, he has to answer for it. And it, it does make sense. Yep. So is this one of those things where uh, we're going to talk in a little bit uh, about something that happened between uh, what was Black China and um, Rob Kardashian again, is because of Chris Jenner. Uh, is this is toxic femininity a thing? Does this exist? Because there was that meme recently. It's a it's a picture of Amber Heard. It's a picture of Jada Pinkett Smith. Is this a thing that society needs to have more conversations about? What would you define toxic femininity? Uh, I I don't even want to go into try. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, the uh, a, a female's unique ability to I guess men have strength. Women have more uh, a tendency towards emotional uh, and psychological weaponry uh, in conversations. I've heard with men. toxic femininity described in a couple different ways and mm. i just don't know if we've come to a collective definition if we have somebody let me know yep. i've heard it described by feminists as like what trad girls who want to homeschool their kids and be merry and prioritize mm. modesty and whatever else like i've heard that described as oh like femininity like being a pick me or something mm -hmm. kind of um or i I think this concept of like can women be the perpetrators of domestic violence and what does domestic violence look like if it's beyond the physical is something I think we I've talked about pretty frequently on the show like is very new but is real and, and more I, prevalent now with the internet being as important as big of a part of our lives as it is is that you're more social media is designed for psychological abuse yeah uh, whereas uh, men uh, and, excel at physical abuse in, in the you know in, in in a physical sense and it's much easier to understand physical abuse if I walked into work with a black eye and said someone I'm dating did this to me, yep. all of us would probably have the same reaction, right? But if a girl but if, says... But if a, you said a girl, your girlfriend had been telling you for weeks that she just didn't think that you were able to accomplish anything yeah. and she questioned your ability to, you know, take care of yourself and she said that really you were probably a mistake, like all that kind of stuff, that's terrible and would have 
really intense effects, especially if it goes on and on and on and on. In some ways, this description of the knife moment with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is so scary because she could be like, it just happened out of nowhere. He flew, flew off yeah. the handle. But we have to look at it as like, does she conduct herself in a way that eggs on intentionally or maybe that's kind of knowing the, the game there's a dynamic that i thought was happening between kim and kanye because mm -hmm. she seems to be so obsessed with being the stoic put together cold composed calculated one and that almost makes him feel even crazier i don't think personally that i think that she has always been like uh forward-facing professional face like I think that was before true before she met him. That was like sort of part of her launching pad. I think that Kim and Kanye are very different personalities and he has always been, even before they were dating, much more off the cuff, much more explosive, much more provocative than she is. And I think that like they, as far as I can tell, are a clash of personalities. Do you mind if I bring up the Black China thing now? Uh, we're going to talk about it in Podluck. Okay. Um. There are other public cases of like, people perpetrating you know abuse or you know just sort of toxic behavior that like i think as a culture we're having to examine because we have put men in this place where we say like oh well they're the abusive ones they do the wrong thing well, isn't that, only isn't, them isn't, and like it has limited our understanding of what negative behaviors in relationships can be isn't that what the duluth model does with custody and cases like that where like if a cop if, the, if there's a domestic violence call to a household between a man and a woman they will automatically assume that the male is the perpetrator of the domestic violence uh inherently and there are times that that is true well, of, no right? of course but, probably in i don't know about most cases but probably most cases mm -hmm. uh you you'd believe that to be true but the fact that you, they don't that you don't even consider the other to be a possibility uh i mean everybody loves videos of like uh and everybody i mean every like the internet loves to watch videos of like women like freaking out on their boyfriends in public and then the guy can't do anything because she's like hitting him or she's pushing him and the guy's like i don't he's he's humiliated he doesn't know what to do in that situation but as a culture we've just kind of absorbed it and accepted that that's normal or natural and we've never stopped to maybe think as a culture I, to tell people that's not i think a good as a thing culture to do. we can only see it as like if a man was doing it we'd know what to do but if a woman's doing it we're yeah. not sure uh the your comments about like who remains calm in these scenarios actually reminds me of the gabby petito case mm -hmm. so this girl and her boyfriend who were on the van trip and there was footage of a cop confronting them because there had been people calling in saying this guy is punching this girl in the face and now they're like in a van and then the van was seen swerving on the road and he pulls them over and Brian Laundrie stays really calm and he kind of laughs it off and he's able to explain what's going on and she's hysterical and she gets cited for domestic violence and he doesn't yeah and in some ways like people have gone over this and we'll never really know but like she did stuff to be like no I was the one freaking out because she has been theoretically in a position where she doesn't want Brian to be mad at her later and he's staying from like when the cops leave she still has to deal with this person yeah. right and so she takes maybe she does feel like it's her fault maybe maybe you know it's hard to say uh but the idea that like one person is calm and the other person's freaking out i don't know that it's always it's not a perfect rule for who is like more likely to be committing um you know who who is more likely to be having sort of bad behavior but it does it is a pattern you see and i want to you know I, I didn't mean to argue with you too hard on that one 
Yes. No, no. But uh, to me, this is one of those things where uh, there have been multiple cases. We're going to talk. We're going to do podluck now. Uh, and so for this, uh, this was uh, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner alleges that Tyga claimed Black China slashed him with a knife. So this is one of those cases where it's like this didn't get anywhere near the publicity that uh, a lot of other cases would. But it is in the news because the Kardashians are such a force within media so it says the 24 year old billionaire took the stand on monday after china is asking for damages in the millions in her lawsuit against the kardashians so it says kylie jenner took the stand in court on monday and made a serious claim about black china china is battling it out in court with the kardashians over a hundred million dollar defamation lawsuit that she filed in 2017 uh she claimed uh china 33 claims a coup by the kardashians clan uh was plotted against her they wanted to get her show with uh rob kardashian canceled uh rob and china uh, Jenner, 24, testified that her ex-boyfriend, Tyga, claimed that Black China slashed him with a knife, uh, which left around a six-inch scar on his arm. Uh, China's lawyer, Lin Siani, uh, asked Jenner to demonstrate to the jury how the long scar was on her own arm. Uh, so she asked her to, to demonstrate that. It says, Jenner, who, who dated the rapper for three years, claimed that during their relationship, Tyga explained that China had allegedly abused alcohol and drugs during their relationship, which led to the violent act. So, uh, I mean, it's not uncommon for people who are uh, in, a, in a rough patch uh, to react violently, to, especially when they mix chemicals. So that's completely within the, the realm of believability. And let's to me. acknowledge that Black Tyga, or Tyga the, the, and Black China have a child together that he has primary custody of. Yes, uh, that, was, that was shocking to me when I saw that. Uh, so it says, Jenner pointed out China's alleged violent past to show why she was a little bit concerned when her brother, Rob Kardashian, started a relationship with her. Uh, the, the Kylie Cosmetics founder noted to the jury that she and Tyga tried to warn Rob about China's alleged past, but he insisted on going on moving forward. So it's like all the red flags, uh, all the red flags were there and like uh, he just sped right past him. He didn't really care. Uh, does this fall into that same category of uh, is, are, is, is she going to be held to a different standard uh, than a guy would in that cir in that circumstance? Do you mean uh, held to a different standard by Rob? By or? by society. Okay, the court of public opinion. Yes. Uh, I think how LaCour reacts to this is sort of, you know, not to put too much pressure on what's going on in the Kardashian world, but, you know, it is an indication of how we're evolving to understand, like, toxic partnerships. Um this and I, Depp are both examples of that. It's not just one person. It's that both it's people that together uh, are sure. are not do not mix well together. Yeah, and I think that I don't know that she'll be held to a different standard. I mean, it is notable that like she has two children that she does not have primary custody, which of. makes a good argument to the counter that maybe it isn't as unfair as somebody might. Well, or that there is already an established pattern of behavior that the yeah. court is aware of that like maybe this article isn't getting into right yeah. um you know this isn't coming out of nowhere this is not her first time having to deal with these situations it seems like mm -hmm. and i'm not sure how they'll treat her i is rob gonna get called to testify uh, i don't know if he's gonna be called to testify at this trial it didn't say anything in this article about that because I would be interested here. He hasn't been there yep. as far as I know. So uh, I just, I wonder if this will signal some type of, because like, I was shocked when I found out that she did not have primary custody of, of the child. Shared custody, Yeah, right? that sh shared custody at all. So does this signify that maybe, you know, for, for uh, as much as people would like to complain that women, uh, that you'd hear people complain that, like, you know, she would be able to get away with more than him. Uh, maybe that's not true. She right? must have displayed some very worrying behavior for that to happen because... Well, and there's a producer who, uh, I guess the uh, 
I don't know what he was. He's the former executive vice president of development for E, which had their show. He testified during this that like, yes, the girls, like two of the sisters reached out and said like, we are concerned about this relationship. We do not really want you to proceed with the show because we think that it encourages it and whatever. But he's like, it didn't weigh in on my decision because the romance of their relationship was gone, which means that like, probably it was very open that there were problems between the two of them i don't think it was a secret ever yeah um and i would be interested if rob would testify and say like yes i was happy when the show was over if they hadn't canceled it i would not have taken part in it you know to hear what his perspective on this is because then it's not like oh yeah i got my sisters to cancel her show it's like no every party who was professionally involved in the show was unhappy with how it was going except for black china so I, I just, uh, their, their whole world is such a, <laughs> I don't know how they keep up with it, to be completely honest, but we'll, we'll have to see where that goes. I am more fascinated by just how, uh, how this is playing out because it was almost more interesting than me than, to, than Depp and Heard because the Depp and Heard one has been covered so, so heavily, but I, I don't know if either party really looks good. Like in this part, there, there's this, uh, the back and forth between uh, Black China's lawyer and uh and kylie and it says that says uh how could you wish your brother the best when he was in it with a woman who allegedly slashed your boyfriend's arm she asked Uh, i don't recall actually saying that kylie replied uh kylie says it says kylie who said that taiga had told her he never intended to marry china first met china when they were on a walk with his sister kim i would not have considered us friends she told the court when siani that was the lawyer uh asked if she felt any animosity toward china kylie responded i don't know so it's like uh it's like how do you like how do they prove defamation in the in this case like why just because they lost money um, just because black china lost money on on the yeah, show so defamation's in- legal defamation definition includes like your reputation was damaged in a way that prevented you from uh like one of the ways is making money and so like if being on this reality tv show was her job and it got canceled because they intentionally convinced the network to cancel it like mm-hmm. then that would maybe meet the definition of defamation uh, in this case, it seems like the network is indicating that they did not want to renew the show, so it was going to get lost anyways. And I think that happened with a co- couple other Keeping Up with the Kardashians spinoffs, like uh, Chloe and Lamar, when they had their own. I think it was on for maybe two seasons, but then it ended. Yeah. Um, it's not actually unreasonable that these minor characters in the Kardashian in the Kardashian multiverse the, in the, yeah. <laughs> not be that that's, like exciting. That's a multiverse I will engage with. Actually. Yeah. So. You know, so we get like an alternate Courtney. Uh, like, there's a, there's a, there's one where she ends up with where well, where Courtney kept... ends up with Kanye rather than rather than. I Kim. think people think she would end up with Scott Disick. Yes, they're like buddies. But there was like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and then it was like Courtney and Chloe take Miami, and then they took somewhere else, and then <laughs> that one got married, and then you know there have been like, and then uh, one of them had like a workout show. I think like there have been sort of other things going on. It is there. a multiverse. It is right. literally a multiverse. They just don't always last forever. Yes. All right. Did, did you see this thing about Britney Spears pregnancy announcement? I thought she'd already announced it. No, it, it they was just, just announced their marriage before, right? No, she said she was pregnant before. It was sort of a soft launch of the fact that she's married. <laughs> the, she, and then testing so the waters. Is, so from... she, she is legally married. So it says Britney Spears announces she will be going on a social media hiatus after uh, for a little a while, after. a month after revealing she's pregnant with her third child. So she's doing the smart thing, right? She's yeah. like, okay, uh, I do not need to be on this platform all the time. She's just giving people a heads up this time. And she's done it a couple times. Yeah. She's like, I'm like when they got engaged, I think she was like, I'm going to celebrate 
this guy. And so yep. we're leaving. I didn't realize how long they had been together. They've yeah. been together for like, I think over a decade. Oh, I didn't know that long. I, th- I thought some. I, I could be wrong. I think they've been. To- I'll look it if up. They've now. been together for over a decade. That's worrying because he's only twenty-seven. <laughs> Maybe not, but they've been together for. I think I, I want to say more than five years. I I, I thought okay. I saw somewhere it was like five or six years, but a decade. Like, yeah, if he if he was seventeen at the time, that's a problem. Yeah, not that, but like they've been together for a lot longer than I would have expected for whatever reason. Yep. So it's, it says uh, less than 24 hours after telling fans she would not be posting for a while. She uploaded a video of an old video of herself with her people's choice award, which she earned as a recipient for the social star of 2021 back in December with a brief farewell message. Jeez, I forgot to post this a while ago before I go on Instagram hiatus. I want to thank my rockin' badass, amazing fans for voting for my people's choice award. The toxic hit maker can uh, captioned a video captioned a video of herself holding her award in her living room she really does like i love the kind of boomer nature of her social media love that she it's, says i'm giving reese witherspoon in the dress 100 yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. telling her like, she, telling she, you she knows she how to do good. this thing yeah uh, i i love that like it, every time she posts like i imagine like she like when she types she does like this and like, mm-hmm. like, like when she types and she hits send reading glasses yeah <laughs> she puts it and then she goes and she hits send with a big like button push mm-hmm. like I, I just i love it it's it's so to me it's so like know. innocent in a weird way okay she and sam have been together since uh 2016 it's believed they started dating at the end of 2016 so like six years that's a long time that's a long time especially yeah. for someone who's at a conservatorship yeah really cool. he he stuck it out with her so in the clip she can be seen thrusting the award it's... between legs while rocking a knee length red and white polka dot <laughs> dress oh. these uh, videos are just disturbing i'm sorry like that's you're not a fan? No, I don't even think it's like funny to laugh at. She she does seem very like She seems just unstable, like it's not funny. It's well, weird. We will see where it goes, but I mean, she could maybe she was always that eccentric and you just never saw that side of her because she was uh you know, it was this more carefully not, curated. You're just Something. doing that thing where you call a rich person eccentric. I love okay? it. They're, they're not eccentric. Brett wants to believe the best in everyone. Like maybe she's, she's okay. She's it's just like, like a expressing herself. Lack of like a- awareness of how other people perceive your behavior. It, and like this is disturbing uh or that she just doesn't care uh I, it, maybe that has its own consequences that, that like ha- it's just it depends on why you don't care yep. do you not care because you're like a grounded person and you enjoy what you enjoy or do you not care because you just straight up don't understand social yeah. interaction anymore and you're like mentally uh detached from reality that could be it too well no i i don't know if we'll ever know the <laughs> answer i don't know if we'll know. ever know the answer to that question <laughs> these, these videos are just it, it would be a. Weird. It, I mean, it would be a big, uh, a big uh, reveal if one day we found out that the conservatorship was actually totally warranted, and like she kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's very easy to paint the narrative one way or the other, but we I mean, find someone out someone being mentally ill isn't a reason to have a conservatorship. No. only if they cannot take care of themselves. And conservatorships are typically supposed to last, like I think, a six months at max. That's maybe built a into year. it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's like to help someone who is struggling get back on track. Mm-hmm. Which is like not how hers ended up, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And then she didn't get back on track, so like, so nothing productive what was the came point of that thirteen of that? years. In fact, she worked the whole time. She it's not like yeah. it's not like she and took was time like, off. Weirdly to... isolated, she was like kept away from her finances. It sounds like like she's not able to develop independent skills of like managing the money. She was socially isolated, which might be the reason she's so awkward now. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think they didn't do it. Amanda Bynes, whose conservatorship is ending like lives in a women's facility like a not like a support community it's yeah. not like jail or anything but like 
it sounds like they are like helping her cultivate and her family's helping her right uh, whereas like deal. her dad kept her isolated but working but also like she wasn't allowed to make any of her own decisions she has no autonomy like it is kind of a lot to be like okay now you're in charge of everything no wonder that she's like i'm Especially pregnant and now i'm size. getting married and actually i'm going up like mm-hmm. i it's like a it's like a teenager who's suddenly like released into the world having never had any sense of freedom or yeah. responsibility before yep. especially within a state her like as large as hers i'm sure mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all right you know who could be using a conservatorship is whoever's doing kim kardashian's photoshop work because oh did you see this one kim <laughs> i think she does her own right uh see that's what i want to think i want to think that she's like every time she takes a picture it, it goes automatically to the cloud and she gets on her on, on her laptop and she just starts photoshopping away or she just do it on the phone apps like everyone yep. all the social media people do yeah well i like the idea that kim kardashian can't maybe, settle for, okay. for, for for photoshop on a phone that she needs to do it on a computer to to make it look perfect maybe she just doesn't maybe her belly button just sits lower than other people's i, I have no idea i i wasn't able to she I, doesn't have one she's gotten it taken away in all I, of her surgeries i did <laughs> i i did say i was like what if like they're like she just wore like a like a, a press-on belly button if you get enough tummy tucks it you will not have a, a belly button anymore. Is that true? Way. That is a tr- fact. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it says another day, another Photoshop fail for Kim Kardashian. Didn't we just go through? Wasn't one of them having like Photoshop their kid at Disney World? Yeah. Who, which one was that? Chloe? Well, Courtney. Courtney? Chloe? Chloe. Which one? The right? one who's not dating Travis Scott. Okay. Travis Dress Scott? Barker. Travis Barker. Because <laughs> Kylie was with Travis Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so, too many people. Yep. There's too many Kardashians. It says underneath a microscope this time. It the is one in- that's dating that basketball player that's always cheating on her. That's the one who photoshopped her yeah. kid. Uh, so it says uh, the, the Skims founder standing poolside dressed in her fits for everybody scoop neck bra and panty. So it says uh, when fans gave the picture their eagle eyed vision, they noticed Kim 41 does not appear to have a belly button. You forgot to leave in your belly button. One commenter wrote. <laughs> Where on earth is her belly button? Like, how? Like, can you imagine like somebody who with the with the eagle eye for her like uh for like her persona? But then she's like like who who edited this? And then like I imagine her like that person got fired right after this. I I don't know if she necessarily would have done this herself. This is the prettiest picture I've ever seen of her since she was young. Wrote one fan. So naturally pretty. Uh, I don't know if it naturally pretty is really the best way to describe her, but she is yeah. very very pretty. She has paid well, a lot she, of money. She to be was pretty. already naturally pretty, yes. which yeah. is why this is so confusing. She's very. I, I still think she's very very pretty, but I, I don't. I, I I looks like Photoshop to me. So we'll we'll see with that. It was Chloe. It says it says uh, they're they're referring to the one where they edited her picture yeah. into like the. Well, they could have at least just photoshopped a, a some stranger's belly button on <laughs> instead uh, like stitched it out of another photo and, and then just stitched it in yeah it's like they just don't even know what real bodies look like anymore it didn't occur to them that like there's supposed to be a belly button there i do like the idea she's like belly what's a belly button and she had to like go look it up online <laughs> she's like literally an alien <laughs> it's like what i didn't i had from an egg i don't understand <laughs> you never know so uh, I, I now I kind of want to start keeping like a tally counter of like all the Photoshop fails in, in Kardashian land and maybe it's going like, to be a lot. It, we'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> well, and they also like just kind of ignore them and move on. Like, yeah, they're just which they don't. They shrink again. Don't don't speak. Don't learn it. and grow. Shrink, shrink and, forget. and forget. That's what the Kardashians say. All of them. All of them are telling <laughs> you that you do not learn and grow because you don't mean it when you say you want to learn and grow. You're being Should disingenuous. Be minimize and forget or should it be shrink and forget? Minimize and forget? Yay? Wait. 
<laughs> What's the opposite of grow? Someone let me know because I've got a great shrink is technically shrink the, is opposite. the opposite of grow. Okay, shrink learn. The opposite of learn is unlearn. I'm gonna go with forget. Forget <laughs> is better. Uh, no, it'd be it'd be ignorant because it wouldn't be learn it'd be ignorance, wouldn't it? Because you don't unlearn. I guess you can unlearn something, right? But I feel ignorance like... is like not a verb. Yeah, like learn is a verb. unlearning is a woke thing. Yeah. so uh, you, you have can't to include that. You have to. Yes, un... I can if I want to take back the word that I think <laughs> I made up. Well, we'll we'll work on that while we work on our Kardashian I'm Photoshop. I'm just so busy shrinking and forgetting. I can't <laughs> even keep up with this. Well, why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find you on social media if you haven't shrunk and forgot that yet? Yeah, don't shrink and forget me. Uh, <laughs> learn and grow with me or shrink and forget, whatever you like. You can find me on Instagram at B. You can find me on Gab at B, And you can find me on Twitter at HCBrimlow. You can, of course, find me on TimCast.com. Click on the Read tab. You didn't shrink or forget any of that. That was beautiful. I think I maybe stumbled a little bit, but little bit. I'm, doing, I'm doing my best. Yeah. I'm glad you I guys, don't thank have you as many to list. Yeah, I was going to say, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Of course. Mary, tell everyone where they can find you if you've not shrunk or forgot that either. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at CloserKitty, maybe TikTok someday. And I post articles on the TimCast website sometimes, and I promote them on Instagram when I do. Yes, she does. All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. And for the show, you can follow us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash popculturecrisis. You can like the videos, leave comments on the videos, subscribe to the channel. It, it makes us very happy. In the description box of all of them is a link to the Spotify playlist. The Spotify playlist has the uh, full episodes start to finish. It is the best way to listen to this podcast in the car, on the way to work, anywhere you want to go. Uh, we're also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. And we're on social media. You can Follow us on Twitter at popculture underscore show. Uh, maybe say hi to Elon while you're there. And then on Instagram at popculturecrisispod and on Facebook and TikTok at popculturecrisis. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.